0: Last time on Sports Told, Black and White. Tom and KB weighing on the top 100 list and some guys that didn't make the cut.
1: They don't value Ryan Darby the way I do, but I feel like he's a better player than Malcolm Butler. And Malcolm Butler's in the top 100. Great
0: up! <laughs> There's no way on this planet that you could ever, in a million years, convince me that Alex Smith is a superior talent to a guy whose last name is Manning. If you think Alex Smith should be 81 and Eli Manning should be off the list entirely, Check yourself into an institution, please, and seek professional help. The guys also had a serious problem where some of the other players were ranked on the list.
1: I don't care if JJY was hurt. If you're going to put JJY out of the top 20 or top 10, don't put a guy like DeMarco Murray
0: ahead of him. The number 14th ranked player in the top 100, Dak Prescott. That is the most absurd, ridiculous, asinine sentiment I have ever heard in my entire life. You're telling me you're going to take Dak Prescott over Drew Brees, who just threw his 72nd 5,000-yard season over Big Ben Roethlisberger. You're going to take Dak Prescott over Philip Rivers over Andrew Luck? You sure as hell ain't going to take Dak Prescott over Russell Wilson, the second-best quarterback in the NFL. Brace yourselves as we get ready for another exciting edition of Sports Told Black and White. When adversity strikes... Can you go pound for pound, blow for blow, tick for tack with the very best that this world has to offer? Russell takes the snap. Moment, a snap. Prove that at this moment, your hand. moment, that there is nothing standing in between you and immortality. Touchdown, Buffalo, a 40-yard strike from Tyron Taylor, and the Bills take the lead. It's time to put up or shut up as we leave it all on the field. Welcome to Sports Told Black and White with your hosts, Tom Jude and Kevin Bryant. Welcome everybody to another episode of Sports Told Black and White. I am your host, Tom Jude, alongside the always defiant Kevin Bryant. And we've got a wonderful show on tap for you guys today. Richard Sherman making some interesting comments about striking in the NFL. We'll give our opinions on that and more. Also, we'll be talking the top five quarterbacks aged 25 and under in the National Football League. This is a quarterback-driven league, as we all know. And we've got a good young crop of signal callers entering the NFL and some that have been in for a couple of years. So we'll give our opinions on the top five, that, and so much more here on Sports Told Black and White, where there is no gray area. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Sports Told B&W if you want to join the discussion. KB, baby, what's popping, brother? How are you?
1: Time, time, Tom. First of all, I'm not defiant, man. All right? I, I just on know, this know what show I'm talking you are. about.
0: Okay? No, no, no. You are know. very much defiant on this show.
1: <laughs>
0: Especially with how you spark. speak about Des Bryant. Yes, you are.
1: Hey, oh, don't get me started. There you go already, <laughs> man. I don't think... Giant fans should ever be allowed to bring up Dez Bryant, man? Because they're never going to speak about him in a good light. Man. Listen, you know? I think
0: Dez is great. I just don't think he's elite anymore. But that's we've had this <laughs> we've had this discussion <laughs> off air so many times. We're not going there. We're not going we're not there, going there we're today.
1: And then I'm gonna uh, bring up the Marco Murray, and, then <laughs> it's <gonna> go. <laughs> and it's just an
0: endless cycle where nothing ever gets to, uh, agreed upon. So real quick, because I know that you wanted to talk about what Richard Sherman had to say, and we we're we're just gonna jump right in because that's what we do here on Sports Talk B and W. Uh, we see all these NBA guys getting paid. Everybody's getting paid like crazy. You watch a guy like Tim Hardaway get seventy plus million and you're like, "Wow, oh my God, this is actually happening. ridiculous, so, ridiculous, ridiculous. So in a recent interview, Richard Sherman says, if and I quote, "If we want as the NFL as a union to get anything done, players have to be willing to strike. That's the thing that guys need to one hundred percent realize. You're going to have to miss games. You're going to have to lose some money if you're willing to make the point because that's how the MLB and NBA got it done. They missed games. They struck. They flexed every bit of power they had, and it was awesome. It worked out for them. NBA players like KD and LeBron are sitting there taking two-year deals like it's nothing. They figure, I'll take a two-year deal because I'm going to wait for the salary cap to increase and get another bite of the apple in our sport they just won't do it so kevin your opinion on richard sherman's comments and just generally the whole premise of striking in the nfl to get more money cuz this is something you wanted to talk about and i'm curious to get your thoughts on that
1: well first of all let's let's look at the guy that's making the comments richard sherman man like you know you can say what you want you know he's a great football player but as far as like off the field we all know Richard Sherman. If you follow, he's like one of the most articulate, intelligent, strong-minded guys in the NFL. You know, like you know, and the way he see things is the way that a lot of guys should see things, though. And he know what he do every day. You know, as a cornerback, he know like he's going to get these receiver. It's a car crash every play. You know, potentially in the NFL, it's like a you know. Potential to get injured on every play. It's a potential to go home different to your family. It's a potential, talking about 20, 30 years down the line, to not even speak the same, walk the same, you know, and stuff like that. It's not even be able to eat the same stuff, like, th- like little stuff like that. So I definitely agree, you know, 100%. Especially when you see, like I said, like a guy like um, Hardaway, just and guys like that, and James Harden getting the $200 million contract, you know, like,
0: Two hundred million dollars. My yeah, God.
1: And, you know, and you gotta say, like, okay, he's probably a top five player, you know, but Richard Sherman is probably like arguably a top two, top three player at his at his position, which is one of the probably the most toughest positions in the NFL. You know, like I said, when you add in all the contact and stuff like that, you know, like you can't put a, a price on how much these guys should really get paid, man. You know, like if you're telling me that James Harden is worth two hundred million and Richard Sherman is worth Just 50 probably or 10 million a year, then it's like it's something wrong there. You know, I don't know what you think about that. Tom, no,
0: I listen, I agree with you. The problem, a problem is, and again, you have the whole contra guaranteed contract thing is also something Kevin Durant or wow, Kevin Durant is also something Richard Sherman talked about. You know, why are guys getting guaranteed contracts in Major League Baseball and the NBA, but not in the NFL? Because we're throwing our bodies out there, this is a gladiator esque sport. Okay. We're, like you said, we're risking our lives, our, our safety, our, our, you know, our brains because this whole, all this concussion research. But it's for that very reason why you're not going to get guaranteed contracts. Okay. It just, you, you can't expect to have something guaranteed when in the snap of a, in an instant, the snap of your fingers, you're hurt, you're done, your season's over, your career's over. I mean, look at Teddy Bridgewater right now. Here you have a guy who was drafted in the first round, and his knee injury might derail him for the rest of his life. And you know what? You can't guarantee that. And this is a first-round talent. This is a guy that a lot of people thought was going to be one of the best quarterbacks. When we might be, to, not to foreshadow here, we might be talking about him at the second half of this podcast, but... You know, you look at it, at a situation like that. That was a non-contact injury, and he might yeah. be done. He might be done. Yeah. So, do Are we I talk think... about
1: the guy? that – Sorry, man. But no. We're talking about the guy that could, could, could have been the number one overall pick that draft. You know. Before all that stuff that happened and stuff like that, you know, yeah, with the glove of, and all that right. other stuff.
0: A lot of people had uh, had the Texans taking him at one or two that year, but they took Clowney instead. And Clowney ended up panning out, but still, that's not what we're talking about here. The problem is you've got guys, you've got these rookie – here's my thing and why I don't think this will happen. You're not going to see NFL guys strike. All right? I mean, I'd be mystified if it happened. But here's the thing. Richard Sherman already got his money. He already got his mega deal. What about what about a guy like I don't know someone that was drafted in the last two years? What you know? What about a guy working on a rookie contract right now, making 500k? You got mommy, you got daddy, you got auntie, you got uncle. Everybody jawing your ear off on the phone. Listen, I need this, I need that. You got hazing. You got hazing in locker rooms. You got guys forcing 50, 60k dinner bills on rookies. All right. What about those kids that have never gotten paid in the NFL yet? Yo,
1: I, uh, but that's what, that's what I believe though. So I believe Richard Sherman, like the guy type of guy he is. I think I believe he's speaking up for those guys,
0: man. He's you know, speaking but, up, uh, but he ain't gonna pay those guys. But those, yeah, those but guys, those help. guys aren't gonna strike. You strike though. If that rookie year hey. kid strikes, they're not getting paid. They don't already have the financial security that a Richard Sherman or a top tier quarterback in this league has okay you 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 ask anybody who's who just got drafted you ask Reggie Ragland right now on the bills coming off an ACL injury strike strike you know we need you to sit down you ask any Shaq Lawson right now to strike he can't do it he's getting paid 500k six well maybe not Shaq because he was a first rounder he might be making closer to a mill but you ask Reggie Ragland to strike and take a pay cut and that that ain't happening These guys have families, Uh, they've got a lot of people relying on them, and you'd be hard-pressed to convince me that the young blood in this league, which, let's face it, is the backbone of this league, the way of the veteran is long gone, this is a young man's game. You are in your prime in the NFL from ages 24 to 27. You mean to tell me that these guys are just going to leave everything behind to just stop playing for some cause for a guy that's already got his money? I just don't see it. I
1: don't know. I don't look at it that way, man. And then it's like if, but you're looking at it for right now. It's like it's not like a five, six year thing. But like you got to do it right. Like if you take a year off, a year and a half off, right now, it's like right now. Like as I'm saying, it want You doing it for the future, so when your rookie contract up, you can ask for the big money. You know, if no, but Richard Sherman is taking a stand. He's putting. It's not about the money, where Richard his his money. He's putting his name and reputation, like. And I think in the eighties they struck, like you know, and we had names like Lawrence Taylor and those type of guys, Joe Montana, and all these guys striking. When these guys struck, you know, like they all everybody followed suit, man. You know, then it didn't accomplish nothing because eventually they all all the, all the big names came back, you know. But Richard Sherman is willing to put his name on it, like, okay, I'm Richard Sherman, I'm here superstar Richard Sherman, you know, maybe another quarterback like Patrick Peterson, like, I'll follow you, and then, like, you know, maybe then we get an elite quarterback, you know, like, hey, Cam Newton, like, yeah, I'm going to go on strike. See, like, that's what you, know, you need.
0: That's what you need. You need a guy getting paid. You need a top front-line quarterback to, to, to seriously sit out. Then you'll have ears out ears open. I mean, no offense, like you look at a guy like Colin Kaepernick, Here you got a backup quarterback who had a a brief stint of success with this whole, I'm not going to stand for the American or for the national anthem campaign, whatever you want to call that, whatever it is he did. And you had a couple of guys do it. You had some teams not standing up, but at the end of the day, Colin Kaepernick's not a guy of prominence in this league anymore, and that whole thing went by the wayside, and look, now an NFL team won't even sign him to be a backup quarterback. You're definitely going to need a guy of prominence. I just, Again, you're mentioning names, Patrick Peterson, Cam Newton, all those guys got paid. They all got paid. They're not going to give a portion of their contract money or their or their or their wage they're not going to give that to a jeremy hill a reggie ragland um just you know a a a guy like richard
1: sermon is richard is willing to give up his salary for a year man like that's I, I, who knows how much that is? Like, but he still, but he's still got
0: paid. He still got paid already. You, you mean to tell me a guy as smart as Richard Sherman, who went to Stanford, by the way, which speaks to his mental acumen, you mean to tell me a guy like that isn't either A, investing his money into other entities, or B, has some sort of savings somewhere? You mean to tell me a guy that smart's not doing that?
1: Yeah, but all, Richard Sherman also believes he's underpaid. So... He's gonna to try to make it so that that next the next Richard Sherman, so to speak, he gets his money, he gets his just due in the new NFL. This is like the new NFL, Richard Sherman. See, you know, not kind of like baseball, but more like you know in between basketball and baseball. Not like that crazy like baseball, but not like you know like you know a little more securities, you know, like but it's not like that crazy how baseball is with the. million contracts. First of all,
0: only a couple of guys get $300 million deals. Second of all, and listen, I don't think – i don 't think athletes deserve to get paid as much as they do, but it 's a supply and demand industry and As long as we keep turning on the TV and going to the games and buying the merchandise, these are the deals these guys are going to get. Second of all, you try turning on a ninety five mile an hour fastball, and you tell me how hard that is. Anybody can catch a football, anybody could shoot a basketball, okay? You try taking a little <laughs> stick, you try taking a little stick and hitting a little tiny ball. That's being thrown 95 miles an hour at you. It's the hardest thing outside of playing the quarterback position in sports. I'm not saying they deserve 300 million dollars, but I'm saying these guys deserve to get compensated.
1: Yeah, but you know what would make that baseball game harder?
0: What? It's might tried to tackle
1: them while they was running the first base, <laughs> like, it would. That'll make a game a lot harder, man. To me, football is the toughest sport, man. Like, like as far as physical, but skills like baseball. I give you skills like baseball's Take a lot more skill to play baseball than probably football, you know, because in football you could just be fast and you know, and you could get, you know, have a long career just for being fast, you know, or whatever, though, know, but or just for being strong, you know, physical, yeah. you know, but you don't have to have like hand-eye coordination, the best hand-eye coordination. You don't even have to have the best IQ in football, man, you know, like. <laughs> You know, but I hear what you're saying, man, you know, yeah, because but... I
0: mean, you watch a guy, you watch a guy get drafted. Let's let's look at Ezekiel Elliott, for example. Let's look, let's look at him. What, 21, 22 years old at, at most comes into the NFL and dominates, dominates the league. Great situation. The offensive line. We know about that. We know the quarterback position was there in Prescott. We know that they have outside threats to uh, to 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 take a little bit of men out of the box, although. Even then, they couldn't really do it. My point is, you come into the NFL, and if you're talented, you're fast, you've got good vision, you're good at what you do, you'll dominate. Even the top Major League Baseball prospects, the best of the best, the cream of the crop that get picked number one overall, they have to play in the minor league systems for at least two years. Carlos Correa gets picked number one overall. He was in the minor leagues for three years. Three. So like, like for people that say baseball takes no sports, you're out in the outfield chewing gum and chewing tobacco and, and doing whatever it is you do out there, that's fine. Maybe it's not the most athletically oriented sport, even though there are athletics involved with it. In terms of basically combining mind and body into one sport, again, I don't see anything outside of playing the quarterback position as mentally challenging as baseball. So again, the number one overall picks. Unless you're like Bryce Harper, even Mike Trout didn't get the call till he was like 21, and he got drafted at like 18. So this kid like sat in the major, the minors for three years and just learned how to hit a baseball. So I hear what you're saying, Kevin. I'm just you know to the to the whole baseball. Those are why that's why those guys get compensated. Yeah. You, you hit over 300 well, the, and you're crushing 40 bombs. You're somebody in that sport. Yeah,
1: when I threw out the 300 million, it was just the fact that like. The fact that we even discussed that number, is like amazing to me though. So let me know if like five years from now, are we, are we gonna be talking about billion dollar contracts, man? Like ten years, billion dollar contracts, like type of, type of things. Like that's that's the thing that scares me, man. You know, like so like baseball and like in basketball, man. You
0: Bryce know? Harper might legitimately get four hundred a four hundred million dollar contract when he gets when he's eligible for free agency at the end of next season.
1: Like, Do you know what Steph Curry's next contract dollars. is going to
0: be like, man? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know Steph, Steph Curry will also be what thirty three when his next contract is up. So and he's it, still
1: going to Kawhi Leonard. He's like you like these guys are going to get so much money, man. Like, and I know the NFL guys got to be looking like, are you serious, man? Like. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like you don't think a guy like Aaron Donald is worth a hundred million? I believe. Oh, so, I,
0: man. I, no, that's that's given. I mean, J.J. Watt's worth a, If you're going to give the Su Sue a hundred million, you better believe Aaron Donald's getting that kind of money. And I would, uh, arg, and I would argue that Aaron Donald's a better pass rusher from the position than the Su Sue right now, is in 2017. Um I still I'm you're talking to a guy who who said I in 20 during the 2014 draft I was screaming that the Giants didn't draft Aaron Donald over Odell Beckham. And I get Odell Beckham is a talent, he's amazing, but again, you could sign guys like Brandon Marshall on free agency for value. You talk about a 2-year, 12-million dollar deal, and I get that he's 33, but How much do those dominant interior linemen cost? The Damakong Su's, these type of players, they cost hundreds of millions of dollars. And I I don't know. I I just think pass rush translates to more wins. But we'll move on from that because we got another topic here to talk about. We just wanted to uh, get our thoughts and opinions on the Richard Sherman comments because you do see all these MLB guys and all these NBA guys getting straight up Paid. Um, moving on to the top five quarterbacks under the age of 25 in the NFL. Uh, we each got five guys. We're also going to talk about one guy that missed the list. Kevin, who's one guy that missed the list for you today? Just outside your top five. Uh, I don't,
1: uh let's see. I, I gotta. Uh, I'm a I'm a Bills fan, so. And I always gotta say that though, because every time I always mention, anytime I mention the Patriots, I gotta say I'm a Bills fan. Just to let everybody know that I'm unbiased. You know, I'm not defiant like that defiant. <laughs> but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, man, it's like, he—I don't think he's a Patriot anymore. I don't even know like He his is whole, a Patriot. He's his in whole, his final year like, of his the, contract. Yeah. yeah, and the reason why I say him, and, you know, and I, and I probably would have put him in my top five, but I seen a little more of him because. You know, it's just something something to be said about greatness rubbing off on you, man. You know, I kind of just I'm not going to say it to the scale of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, though. But you got to believe, like, some greatness of Tom Brady, the Brady goat, like, rubbed off on his kid somehow, some way, man. Whether it's uh, stuff he sees, whether it's little stuff they do in their practice, whether it's like the little talks they have. You got to believe that when this kid's time is like really here, mentally wise, he'll be mentally focused, you know, to go along with his skill set. And he'll probably be like a very, very serviceable quarterback in this league, you know. So and we'll be and when we uh, talk about this list, like, you know, couple years down the line, we'll be like, yeah, I should have put probably Garoppolo on that list. man. You know, but he's definitely a guy that I'm looking forward to. You know, he's definitely one of the best young quarterbacks, I believe.
0: My know? one counter-argument to you is did greatness rub off on um, did greatness rub off on Matt Castle? Did greatness rub off on Brian Hoyer? I just – I got to ask because these are guys that spend significant amount of time studying under the tutelage of Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, but I believe Garoppolo has a better mm-hmm. skill set than those guys, though. Mm-hmm.
0: Fair enough. I just hey. wanted to throw that out there. Guy who just missed the list for me is Blake Bortles. Had a tremendous season throwing 34 touchdown passes in 2015. You look at his 2016 tape. Now, I'll throw these out there. Inconsistent offensive line. When Kelvin Beecham's your starting left tackle, you've got serious problems. No run game whatsoever. They invested a second-round pick in Alabama running back T.J. Yeldon in 2015. Uh, so far, they haven't collected on that. That's why they spent a top-five draft pick on a running back in Leonard net, I just when I look at Bortles he force throws down the field uh, doesn't do that great of a job at looking off safeties he tends to stare down his target number one read on a play I think he's got a tremendous arm he's got a lot of a lot of talent in that arm I just think from the neck up is where Blake Bortles has to improve I know Kevin you're a fan of that statuesque you know that stature guy the six foot five 265 pound you know mammoth back there just chucking lasers uh i just i I like blake bortles he's still young he's 24 years old uh but he just missed my list who's your number five guy the age of 25 or under in the nfl slinging the the rock today kev yeah
1: well it's funny that you mention it uh we talk about blake uh Uh
0: he's got blake (laughs) of course he's got blake
1: yeah man it's kind of like funny so and it's, it's for all the reasons that you said, man. He got—he's big, he's strong, he's intimidating in the pocket, man. I like to say, you know, like you said, it's all mental with him, man. But like I said, we seen this guy two years ago, you know, be almost borderline elite, you know. If dare I say, man, you know, so that potential alone, you no, know, that that right there has me like all gushy, like okay, like this guy is going to be the one to bring Jacksonville out of the hell hole it's been in for the last whatever year. <laughs> like, how, like, you know, and I'm a Bills fan. Here it goes again, but I will die a Bills fan before I ever would consider, like, endorsing Jacksonville in any type of way. If I was born in Florida or whatever, man, like, I'm so happy to be a Bills fan over a Jags fan, man, because, like, even though they beat us more times than we beat them, <laughs> like we're but still, man, like that like, that franchise needs, like, a whole overhaul at least we have, like, you know, promise, I think, though, man. They got they got the great receiving core over there, man, and they got Bortles. But beyond that, I can't, you know, even speak for, like, what they have, man. But he's something to build around, and if they build around him, you know, solid defense, I, I guess you could say that about any, any decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. But any decent quarterback is, like, he's not a decent quarterback. I think he's above decent. So I believe like they put the the right thing up skill set around him, the right people around him, he'll be he'll be above average, you know, at least. Like I say, at thirty that thirty touchdown ceiling is something he can hit every year, you know, like in the right with the right uh with the right pieces around and, him. I and believe.
0: you're right, they've been building. They invested a second round pick in Cam Robinson, left tackle out of Alabama. Obviously, the number four overall draft selection in Leonard Fournette. I honestly think Leonard Fournette's the key here. You need a guy that can re- re- consistently run the rock. They tried the Chris Ivory experiment. Hell, they overpaid Chris Ivory. They gave him Doug Martin money. Just didn't work out. T.J. Yeldon is just more of a pass catching specialist in my mind. Uh, when when Blake has to drop back as many times as he did at a certain point, you take guys out of the box, you throw that extra defensive back uh, in the secondary and it's and it's harder to find windows. It's harder for guys to get open. You do have the talent. Allen Robinson, I still think, can be a stud in this league. Um, you got the other the other Allen, Allen Hearns. Marquise Lee made a bit of an impression last year. They also drafted DD Westbrook out of Oklahoma. So they are starting to build around this quarterback. They also hired Tom Coughlin, who, by the way, beat your Brady goat twice in the Super Bowl. So clearly he <laughs> has an acumen for being able to win. Tom Coughlin knows what it takes to win. You'll obviously knock the Doug Marone uh, head coach, but. Um that that remains to be seen how that will work out. So your number 5 is Blake Bortles. My number 5 and it's only because of injury I have Teddy Bridgewater. You look at what you saw in the, his second year before he got hurt and you know you saw a lot of flashes. Year 1 in 2014, you were still kind of on the fence. You the deep ball passes weren't as consistent as you would have liked. To be fair, who's he working with? Uh, I think at that point it was rookie year, Stephon Diggs. Uh, just not a lot of talent in that Minnesota receiving core. Uh, since then, uh, Diggs has emerged as, as a guy, he's got to stay healthy, but Diggs has emerged as a guy, Adam Thielen is a guy that had a 200-yard game last year, uh, first-round pick Laquan Treadwell tries to make steam, uh, also they drafted Dalvin Cook in the second round of the 2017 NFL Draft, so they are starting to put pieces, it remains to be seen whether Bridgewater can be healthy enough, uh, But and I think Sam Bradford will start the season as the guy. I think everybody knows that. But going into 2018, can Teddy Bridgewater get healthy? I like what I've seen. Uh, He came from a pro-style system at Clemson, so he knows how to operate one. And let's be honest, that Minnesota offensive line was just garbage. I mean, straight trash. Uh, Bradford was, was one of the most hit quarterbacks in the NFL last year. They really need to address that offensive line, but I like that Teddy's kind of mobile he's not Marcus Mariota uh, Russell Wilson mobile Um, but he's still a guy that has the the potential to use his legs as a weapon to beat you hell his rookie year I think he ran for a couple touchdowns with those legs so I like Teddy Bridgewater really again it's another guy from the neck up you don't need to be A crazy world star athlete. You don't need to be Cam Newton to be elite at the quarterback position. If you have everything, you have all the intangibles from the neck up, I think that you could be tremendously successful. Hell, Peyton Manning was an athlete, but he wasn't the overpowering, just dominant athlete that like a Cam Newton is. And heck, I've gone on record to say that I think Cam's overrated, and the only reason why that is is you could be an athletic freak. I just, you know, I value what a guy brings from the pocket, and I value what a guy brings from the neck up, and I believe Teddy Bridgewater has that potential, but he needs to get healthy. Your number four quarterback under the age of 25, Mr. Bryant.
1: Yeah, you know, great minds think I like. I got him a little, but I got Teddy a little higher than you, so I guess my greater mind is thinking better than your greater mind. So uh, Whatever. Because, <laughs> I mean, I love all the points you made about Teddy. You know, so I'm not going to echo him, but like you know, those are great points, though. But the reason why I have him a hire is because like all because potential, basically, you know, but Sam Bradford, if you're listening out there, I know you're probably not. Teddy B is coming back for his job, man. He's coming for it. He's he's going to get it by week four. Teddy Bridgewater will be starting in the NFL as wow. like for the Vikings by week because Sam Bradford. You know, he's a bum, he's a scrub, you know, like he's everybody knows this. He's not a bum,
0: he's not a scrub. Come on, He's, come just on, a, he's an come average on. quarterback, but come Sam on. Bradford he's, is not a on. scrub. He's a,
1: he's a bust, he's a bust. might want to call him a bust, he's a bust. How much, how much does this guy get paid? Like, come on, man. For the
0: number one <laughs> overall pick, he's a bust. It's not his fault that the scouting in St. Louis was bad and that he was picked number one overall. We all know he doesn't have that talent, but, I mean, hey. he's better than a myriad of other quarterbacks in this league right now.
1: He's he's not better than Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Maybe and, in
0: terms of upside, uh, I'll give you that. But right yeah, now, because week. of the and, injury, you still got to go with Sam right now. You you have. To.
1: He'll be healthy, you know. Hopefully, you know. But by the by the week four or five, they're going to be looking like, ah, uh, we could, we got a decent team, man. We can win some games. The only guy that's holding us back is Sam Bradford, you know. <laughs> And they're going to make that switch, and I believe he's going to have, like, a impactful season after that, man. Like, so this is all, like, hype and speculation on my part, of course, but, you know, I have visions about this stuff, man. You know, sometimes you it comes true.
0: Yeah,
1: I have visions about this stuff. You had a dream is what you're saying. 99% of the time, it don't come true, but that 1%, you know?
0: So, so, I wouldn't so you bet live, my bro. life on it, folks. Don't hold your breath out there. Just don't do that. Uh, so I'll give. I'll dump into my number four guy. I've got. It's this one's really tough for me. My number one and number two are locked in. People are gonna laugh at my number one, but we'll get there when we get there. So, uh, my number four guy, and I think my number my number four guy has a higher ceiling than my number three guy. But I for bet. right now, 2017, oh, I don't know, man. I think I might switch it up. All right, I'll just – Oh, we got Tom switching it up. Ah, this I don't know. I'm just, it's so tough right this now is, for me, honestly. This is history, guys. I'm this just... is history being made. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to just Tom go ahead Jude and do it. is wavering. He's wavering. I'm going to go with yeah. Dak Prescott as my number oh, four. Oh, there it is. I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. Listen, he's on my list. He's a talent. I just – the situation is so good it kind of – clouds my judgment as to where I need to put him um the talent is there listen he's great run game he's got a guy that he can hand the ball off to 20 times a game and be successful and I'll be flat out honest with you if it wasn't Ezekiel Elliott I think Alfred Morris could churn a thousand yard season behind that line in that situation point is you still saw flashes from the young quarterback great at extending the play um has mobility in the NFL. You look at all the elite quarterbacks, or most of them nowadays. A la outside of a, outside of Brady, outside of Drew Brees, uh, everybody else generally has mobility. And to an extent, you could argue Roethlisberger. Now it's not shifty mobility, but he just shrugs guys off of them like paper rag dolls and keeps going. So there's an there's a dimension of of extending the play there, and that is something that I see in Dak Prescott. Next, you look at Dak Prescott's ability to see the field. He's not a guy that locks on to one target. He uses his eyes. A lot of those touchdowns he threw, you know, he starts, he he takes the snap, he drops, he's looking at one guy, and then you see his eyes come all the way across the field and throw to the other guy, kind of keeping that safety locked at bay. That safety can't really move around, can't predict where Dak's going to throw the football. That is something that is very advanced for a kid his age to be able to do. Now Dak also has a lot of time He's, not, he's barely getting hit, and th- those are things that come along with this situation, and this is why I switched up last minute. And You'll find out who my number three is after Kevin. But right now I've got Dak Prescott as the number four ranked quarterback under the age of 25 in the NFL. Mr. Bryant, you're number three. We're on your number three, right, because you, you had Bridgewater at four. Yeah. So you're number yeah. three quarterback. I feel like you're going to echo me again here.
1: Uh my number three quarterback is is Eminem. uh, A guy by the name of Marcus Mariota. You know, like he's my number three guy. Uh what can you say about this guy, man? I don't know, man. Like (laughs) he's like what Kyle Kaepernick should have been, basically. You know. You know, that's how I describe him though, man. But he's definitely my number three. You know. Um I know you uh What do you like about to... Marcus? I mean, I
0: I think Marcus is it's great. Not, you got me. I'm a throw, I'm throwing off out of that Prescott thing. Throw me I, off, I told man, you. Like... I told you pre-show that he was on my list. I, I, I what, oh, man, there, but... there shouldn't be a shock here for you.
1: No, I know, but he said before. But anyways, let's go. Uh, anyways, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> he uh yeah man, like I the team that like the way they're building their team is perfectly suited for him. You know, not not a lot of teams built like, build their team tailored to, like, their quarterback, though, a la Seattle or Russell. Like, say what you want about both the receiving core they got. They got the receiving core that's perfect for Russell Wilson. You know, everybody, everybody want a Julio Jones or A.J. Green and Antonio Brown. Everybody want that. But sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes you just need your guy, a la Brady and Edelman. Sometimes, like, you just need your guy, like, you know, and, and stuff like that. So I believe they're building their team perfectly for him. But in the, in the sense of Tennessee, it's more like a running, a running attack. Like I told you, like I mentioned this in the previous podcast. Before they're going to run, like they're going to bring, they're going to make running the football popular again over there at Tennessee, man. You know, like between what Marcus can do with the running game, and you know if Henry turned out to be a stud, that good. You know, you got Demarco. You know, like it's like in his potential. Like I said, he's he has the arm, he has that which. What, what you call a time, like, above the shoulders, he has that, man. So, you know, uh, more than, like, a lot of guys probably on this list, man. You know, um, he has he has that. Like, he has the arm. He has the – all – everything. He has everything to be great, just as good as that press guy and all these other guys, though. It's just – with him, it's just wait and see. Like, is he going to use all his talented talent to be great or is he going to fall off the pace of the earth like, you know, a Kyla Kaepernick did or whatever, though. But I see him as, like, like a better skill – Colin Kaepernick
0: in the base. I hear you, and listen. That, this is the guy I flip flopped about. I, I, the reason why I have to put Marcus Mariota at my three. I had him at four because we all know in the NFL the best ability is availability. Availability. Definitely. And 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 the Titans were in a playoff position last year, and Marcus broke his fibula the final game. Uh, in his rookie year, he he play, he played twelve games, and he got hurt. But my God, you look at the flashes that this kid has shown with his legs, with his arm. Are we hitting him with the injury pro label already though? One more year if he if, if he gets hurt one more year, then yeah, you have to. The thing about Marcus Mariota is while he is six foot three, he's a lanky guy. He's not built he's I don't think he's two twenty five or two thirty. I think he falls in that two hundred to two ten range in terms of his weight. He's not a That's real I'm stocky I'm guy.
1: So, exactly. That's why I brought up Kaepernick, though. They kind of like built the same type of way and stuff.
0: Well, Kaepernick's a beast in terms of like he's he's he can take hits. My my problem with Mariota though is. He continues to get hurt. We'll see if he does this year. But you look at his ability. I mean, and, and it's crazy too, because here you have a guy coming out of Chip Kelly's spread system, get rid of the ball quick. Uh, you know, calling plays, call plays from the calling plays. We always laugh when we mention his name. <laughs> call and plays from the sidelines with giant flashcards. Okay, and then he comes into Mike Malarkey's ground and pound, just about as pure as you mentioned, just about as pure as a pro style offense as you can get. And what does he do? He exceeds every expectation. His rookie year, I remember I I had him on my fantasy team, and I hate to compare fantasy to real life, but, like, the 30-plus point games just kept coming in bunches, and you're just like, whoa, this dude is legit. And, again, like you said, I'm not going to keep echoing it, but... Everything from the neck up is there. A little bit of a quiet guy, although some guys can do it that way, a la Eli Manning, just that quiet leader that just leads by example, leads by his work ethic. First guy in, last guy out, that type of deal. Check all those boxes off for Marcus Mariota. And again, the athleticism is just off the charts. Um... And they really have a great tackle situation now. You talk about first-round draft pick in 2014 and Taylor Lewan taking 11th overall by the Tennessee Titans. Then you talk about um, the Titans selecting Jack Conklin. They traded up, I think, to 8th overall to take Jack Conklin out of Michigan State. So, uh, ironically, two Big Ten guys, uh, one playing left tackle, one playing right tackle, uh, they've just got they've got one of the best offensive lines in the NFL that people don't talk about because they're the Tennessee Titans. Uh, then you combine Corey Davis, the number five overall pick this year for the Tennessee Titans, along with uh thirty-two-year-old Delaney Walker, um Tajay Sharp, rookie at rookie last year, fifth round pick, can be a slot guy now. Uh you got the uh Rashard Matthews as your number two. I'm not saying an elite receiving core. But I'm saying the pieces are coming together in Tennessee. And I agree with you, Kevin. I believe that Derrick Henry can be a stud. He'll probably play one more year behind DeMarco Murray because Murray, uh, this is the last year of his contract, I believe, because this is the contract he signed with Philadelphia before he got traded. Um but they've really got all the pieces they they get some pieces on defense in next year's draft to go along with the Jarrell Casey and some of the playmakers they have. Watch out for Tennessee especially in a very winnable division. So uh we are now in the top 2. I believe we both said our three we agreed Marcus Mariota was our three. Your number 2 quarterback.
1: Yeah, I got uh this is when I bring in that Prescott, you know. Wow, he's number 2
0: my- over Mariota?
1: Yeah, definitely. Though, no,
0: I gotta hear I mean, why.
1: I mean, it, he's he's gonna he's set up better than anybody on this list for success. Like, and you mentioned the offensive line. You mentioned the great running game. Like, he got he got a superstar receiver over there. Superstar. Like,
0: Give me a. Break. He's a
1: superstar. Whatever you say, man. Whatever you say. You no, know, like, but uh, he he has everything set up. All he has to do is just play <laughs> play football. Like he has no other pressure but to play. Other other, other guys have to worry about the lack of a, a lack of this, a lack of that. You know, like pretty much like the, you know, like the defense is the only problem over there in, in uh, the, uh, Dallas. But offensive wise, it's it's not a prior flaw on that team, man. I mean, on that offense at, at all, man. So it's like it's scary. So just like based on just his skill set, like I said, he has a great ass skill, a great skill set. But he's set up just for greatness, like you know. If, if this guy don't win a Super Bowl in the next three or four years, like it's it, it will surprise me though. Just you know, he's not. I'm not saying he's like much way a way better quarterback than all these other guys though. But he's he's going to be a far ahead of these guys as far as like the team he's set up on though. That's pretty much only thing. Only argument I have for Dak is that. He has the great team. You know, so, you're and, arguing
0: that people around Dak Prescott will make Dak Prescott. See, I've always been a guy that evaluates based on individual talent. Stats, numbers, wins, those are all product of a team. I mean, so he, he has all those in
1: the. Yeah, stats, stats wins, and all that. He had that in a, a bunch last year. Or so, you know, and I, yeah, it's just for me, though, it's just like, you know. Talent wise, he's like I said, he's probably not any more talented than a guy like Marcus Mariota. But Marcus Mariota is probably going to have to endure like a few more losing seasons before they turn it around. And we talk about Dallas winning eleven games every year for now, like for the next four or five years, probably though. So potentially, you know, whatever though. So and he's going to be like the the head of that snake, you know. So but uh, just for that, though, man, the great running game, the great everything on offense, man. He's he's going to put up ungodly numbers, probably even more better numbers next year than he did this year. It won't be no sophomore slump for this guy. He's going to you know, probably take a time. I think there will you know, be probably- a
0: sophomore slump. Not to mention, you got Ezekiel Elliott, not to throw him back out there again, but here you've a guy who is facing more violence issues now with the league. And I know I said earlier in the show, I think Morris could be more than serviceable, but I really want to know what it's like with, with Dak Prescott shouldering the load. I want to see him shoulder the load. And that's one thing I feel I didn't see. And again, the situation you got Des Bryant got a top 20 receiver in the NFL outside there for you. You've got a, a Hall of Fame tight end who's got 1,000 receptions in his career. You've got, you know, Cole Beasley, he's not a scrub in the slot. Like, I just I think his talent is there and he's on my list at four and i just think and again i hate it's it's like it's like a record it's the, the broken record you're hearing it over and over and over but the situation was just so tantalizing for dak prescott year 1 and some guys take a, to some guys take they fall down year 2 I, I will yeah. we, I feel like we will truly see what Dak Prescott has to offer the NFL after this year. You don't get to beat up on Cleveland this year and you know some of the teams that they beat down on. I think that the the they played the AFC North. And let's face it, how many of those like the game winning drive in Pittsburgh, it was an Ezekiel Elliott run. I just oh, I want I want to see Dak, Dak. Now that and I said Dak made tremendous plays. That's why he's in my top 5. Just I think two is a little high. Everybody else on this list is either year two, year three, or year four. It's tough for me to put a guy that high, although I'm being hypocritical because my number one guy is uh... – actually, I can't say that. That would be me being hypocritical. So I'll let you go into your number two guy though because I feel like we agree – or your number – no, you just said your number two. So, my number two, real quick, because we're going to echo off each other one more time. Jameis Winston, what's not to like about the kid? Natural born leader, comes with a swag in the locker room that not many guys have. True gunslinger mentality. Um, like you said with Dak Prescott, has the weapons around him. Mike Evans is a stud. There's no argument that could be made. I would I would argue Mike Evans is a top 5 receiver at number 5. If you disagree, find us on Twitter at Sports Told B and W. Um now you add DeShaun Jackson, you got a burner who's still got the speed. We saw it we saw it in Washington the last 2 years. You draft OJ Howard. Howard there it is. OJ Howard, tight end with a four-five speed, 6 foot 6 stud behemoth. Monster, whatever you want to call him, he is. You've got all this talent around Jameis now, year three. I want to see him cut down on the interceptions a bit. 18's a bit too high for my taste. Paid Manning threw 20-plus his rookie year, but this was also Jameis' second said, year. He uh, said 18's too
1: high. 18 this is coming too, from a Giants fan who Eli Manning is their quarterback. 18 is too high. <laughs> I've, watched, I've watched
0: balls bounce off of people's ankles, fly in the air, hit someone's face mask, and someone intercepted him off Eli Manning. I've... I'm, Eli Manning's not on our, on our list, but you know, and we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll eventually be doing top ten quarterbacks, and Eli Manning yeah. will be on that list. But Jameis Winston, I watched one play, and I think it's in the top one hundred. If you, if I implore you guys to go on YouTube and watch Jameis's top one hundred uh, episode, and like the ball flies behind him, he picks it up, he makes guys miss, he jumps over another guy, and this was on a fourth down play. I mean, you look at some of the things that Jameis Winston has done. This Buccaneer team was relevant in November. They went into Kansas City and won last year for a team that went 12-4. and 4. Nobody talks about that when they talk about Jameis Winston. That defense is also stepping up too, which is why, if you go back to an early episode, my dark horse Super Bowl team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not only do they have the weapons on offense, but they have... The guy's on defense now to make plays, and I think you're going to see this all come together. Hell, I'll be honest with you right now, and for anybody listening, I would love to hear you debate us on B and w on Twitter. If I'm building a franchise, no question I take Jameis Winston over Cam Newton. He's got everything from the (laughs) neck up. He's just a fantastic quarterback, laser arm. He's never missed a start. Big-bodied guy, and he's got some mobility there. It's not... Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, slippery athleticism. But here you have a guy who can extend the play with his legs. Uh, truly a pocket guy, doesn't rely on his legs to win, much like a Cam Newton. That's why I've got Jameis Winston at number two. You're number one guy, Mr. Mister Brian. And I've, hey, speaking hey, of Jameis Winston, Speaking of though, Jameis, Jameis, hey, baby, woo! Hey,
1: man, my ain't bad? I don't know, man. Man, I don't know. Man, Tom been talking about Jameis for a while now, man. We so we both sold. I'm completely sold. This is why I was so excited to put him number one on this list because I know he's the de facto youngest, best young quarterback in the game, man. It's like and under, uh,
0: under 25, under 25. Because Derek, I just want to throw yeah. it before you finish because Derek Carr is 26, so he he is not eligible for this list. But continue, sir. Yes, uh,
1: Jameis Winston. I don't know. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna echo everything you said. Basically, like man, like you know, you know, I like big. You know, it's strong quarterbacks. you know, you know, he's he's powering. Man, he's powerful. Man, like kind of like built like Cam, but not like Cam. But you know, like the whole Cam thing. You know, like <laughs> I know my buddy uh is a huge Cam fan. He's gonna be pissed when he this, buddy. But Overrated. he is. He, he, will, he will be better than Cam. He will, you know, and and Cam is Cam have Cam peak. If that's Cam. Peak, I can see Jameis passing that. his peak is the MVP season, so we can't like deny that, you know. But you know, Jameis Winston, you know, I'm going to throw this out here too. Bold prediction: you said that's your Super Bowl, that's your Dark Horse Super Bowl team. Jameis Winston will be the first out of all these five, my five, to win a Super Bowl out of all my five, though, and I truly believe that, though, you know. And despite it might be a little bold, but he will win a Super Bowl before all these guys on my list, and and I believe that. OJ Howard, like you got me sold, bro. <laughs> like I don't know, man. I want to watch some tapes from a couple of tapes from this guy, man. A couple of plays, and it only took two or three plays. They'd be like, okay, like this guy could be Antonio Gates. He plays faster than Gates. <laughs> like you know, like uh, it's like this type of thing. All the, all the little things that add up to him just being like, you know, the next great quarterback, man. Like the rookie year, everything. You know, Mike Evans. He's going to lean on Mike Evans. Head. He's going to throw interceptions, though, Tom, and that's something like that we can't escape, man, you know, because when you take chances like he takes chances, you're going to throw interceptions, man, you know, but we don't want him to be Brett Favre, you know, taking chances, you know, but if he's going to – you know, 18 is a little high, but I think he could bring it down to 15, 14. Like, I, he's allowed that because he, he has the potential to throw, throw
0: 35 to 40 touchdowns
1: in the right situation in the right year, man, you know.
0: I hear you, and I agree with everything you say. I think Jameis is a talent, and that is why he's top your list, number two on mine, number one. Here we go, baby. The number what I'm sure people are like, who could possibly be number one? You mentioned Bortles. You, said, mentioned we you mentioned Bridgewater. You mentioned ma- Bridgewater, Bortles. You mentioned <laughs> all these guys. Mariota. You mentioned Prescott. Who could be number one on this guy's list? Well, proverbial drum roll, please. My number one quarterback, age 25 or younger in the NFL, is Brock Osweiler. No, I'm joking. It's not Brock Osweiler. It is not Brock Osweiler. My all talk, real, real talk, my number one quarterback, age 25 and younger, is Carson Wentz, the next Peyton Manning. Yes, I said it, Carson Wentz. He might not have had the rookie year that everybody thought that he was going to have but when I watched this kid in college and I watched this kid play in the NFL, my jaw hit the floor. Just a couple stats because I, you know, I know some people aren't there. on are numbers guys? First, hundred and thirty-four pass attempts at the National Football League level. He threw without an interception. Uh, that's that is something that all these other young quarterbacks can. Actually, I think Dak Prescott had quite a run himself. Uh, but um, you look at Carson Wentz's his just rocket arm. The pocket awareness, the poise, his ability to step up in the pocket and extend plays. For me, the comp legitimately is Peyton Manning, but he's got Cam Newton esque wheels. He's not like Superman Cam, where I'm diving over the goal line for a touchdown. But it's like, like the mobility. Maybe I'll come. Maybe the more natural comparison is Andrew Luck. Um, but I swear this kid has a rocket arm. When he lost Lane Johnson. That is when the when the Eagles team spiraled downhill, and by the way, that one interception that he threw in those hundred and thirty-four attempts, that hundred and thirty-fifth attempt, was a beautiful pass to Nelson Aguilar. Beautiful, but Darius Slay just made a tremendous play on the football. Ah, and, and, Darius and, 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 Slay. And who else but Darius Slay? Big play the underrated. Slay. Darius Slay. That's sweet. I had him on my underrated players list, yes, but yes, you when did. you yes, yes, look you at Carson Wentz. You really truly have the total package—a guy who's athletic, a guy who has a hunger and knowledge for the game of football. If you read any report coming out of Philadelphia throughout the draft process, uh, everybody was blown away by his mental acumen. And I know we don't live—we don't really buy into pro days very much anymore. Because, and I quote Mike Mayock, I quote the great Mike Mayock: "Jamarcus Russell had the best pro day I've ever seen." But putting that aside. The ball never touched the floor on Carson Wentz's pro day. It didn't touch the floor. The spiral, the tightness of the ball that he throws is is gorgeous. Uh, his vision at age 23, I think he's 23. I, I haven't seen a kid uh, this special. And, and it's not like he had much to work with last year. You're talking about Nelson Aguilar, who's going to be a bust. You're talking about Jordan Matthews. You're talking about, like, who is his true running back? Kenyon Barner? the hell is that? (laughs) When Lane Johnson went down, the Eagles went down, and and I know people go, oh, well, that's just a tackle. You, like, tackles, like, outside of of the quarterback position and maybe an elite pass rusher, the most highly coveted commodity in the NFL are your offensive tackles. People don't understand this. I don't get why. The Giants lose a playoff game not because Odell Beckham dropped balls, not because Sterling Shepard dropped balls, but because Eric Flowers is terrible. And it's also why the Giants didn't win the NFC East. Had they yeah, had a... You could
1: say like... Sorry. No, you're saying. good.
0: No, finish. What?
1: I was going to say, and if you say like, if we get Seattle off a good offensive line, they playing in the Super Bowl every year. I agree. Like, that's how like... I agree. and that, that's, how, if, that's how valuable it is. And the reason why they're not playing in the Super Bowl or the, or the NFC Championship every year is because of a weak offensive line. So, Who was Pro Football
0: Focus's worst ranked offensive line? Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. But back to Carson Wentz. I just and again I'll, Wentz. I'll get people you oh can you God. can persecute me, you can crucify me, you can burn me at the stake. But do it on sport do it on Twitter at sports told BNW. <laughs> so I again I just I, when I watch the natural talent that is Carson Wentz, I'm a Giants fan, and I might get a Carson Wentz jersey just because I believe in the talent that much and you know everybody that we've talked about outside of Dak Prescott has another year or two of experience but i believe that Carson Wentz has the higher floor or excuse me has the higher ceiling and i think in i think by the 2020 season maybe even 2019 but i think by the 2020 season when Brady maybe finally hangs it up when when these guys, the breezes of the world, finally hang it up, when Manning and, and Roethlisberger and Rivers are age 37, 38, 39, you're going to talk about Carson Wentz as a top five oh NFL God. quarterback. And, 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 oh. I, and I will hold to that. I hope someone listens to this podcast and in the future actually hits me up on Twitter to debate me about Carson Wentz. He is my number one quarterback age 25 or younger in the NFL. Any final words, Kevin, as we part with this wonderful yeah, podcast?
1: You, yeah, just a just one question. Could you just? And it's funny. Like I said, great minds thinking alike. You just mentioned Brady, River, Brady, Rivers, Breeze, Roethlisberger. Like all these, you know, these guys. Like, one day these six years, seven years, all these guys are going to be gone. Every all these guys, do you think? I our list could. Somehow match up to the, the career of these guys, or fill that void, or do you feel like it's going to be a serious drop off after these six, seven Hall of Fame quarterbacks in our generation walk away?
0: Are you like, and now? Do, are we talking do, about? Are we talking about Aaron Rodgers because he's thir- he'll be entering his age thirty three season, and I think you've got six more solid years of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm I'm just talking about all these guys going. Okay, like this all these guys retire whenever they retire, all of them going. Like, and let's say Aaron Rodgers the last one, he's leaving and then. All we have is these young crop of quarterbacks. Well, they won't be young then, but they'll be in a late twenties, early thirties. 30s. Thirties. 30s. Do, you, do, you do you feel like it's a, it'll be a drop off, or do you feel like it'll be just as exciting watching these guys, you know, play and develop? Though. Well,
0: you, apparently as, you as have a does. stud young quarterback class next year. You got a lot of prospects next year. But let's just quick cut on the list. Low- we got spoil, We are, we we are spoiled. We live in the golden age Come of quarterbacks. Some of the greatest. Man. We got to see the year of the
1: quarterback, which your guy won. By the way, congratulations. <laughs> we, got to, we got to see. We got to see that. We probably, you know, like we we, we begging for another one of those, another like type of year like that from quarterbacks, man. But. You know, like all our guys, all our favorite guys are going to be leaving us soon, man. Well,
0: five, six years from now, Russell will be the unquestioned top guy. All right. There's no, there's no debating that. You'll still have Andrew Luck who people can crap on all they want. He has elite talent. One of the worst situations in the NFL, but you'll have Andrew Luck. Uh, I think Winston will hold true to that mantle. If Mariota can stay healthy, he'll hold true. We'll, 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 We'll assume, I guess we'll assume the situation in Dallas stays good. I can assume, I guess, Dak Prescott. You, obviously, you've got Derek Carr, who's a stud in the NFL. And the reason why we chose ages 25 and under is because we, we would have both had um, Derek Carr on the top of our list. You look around the NFL elsewhere. You've got maybe a young Deshaun Watson uh, emerging. We'll see how he does his rookie year. Um, and we'll see. I, I think that... This young crop of quarterbacks can certainly hold the mantle. Will they be as good as Rodgers, Brady, Manning? And when I say Manning, I say Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Will they be as good as those guys? Maybe, maybe not. You might see a slight drop off. You know how, like in today's day and age, there's that 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 three tier of guys that are just. Dominant, and then there's everybody else, you might just have the everybody else tier where the top ten are all kind of comparable in talent. You might not have that S tier and then your A tier guys. But I don't see why the NFL can't continue to produce good young quarterbacks, especially in a passing day and age where passing rules the NFL. I, you'll always have your B tier guys. You'll always have your C tier guys. But I don't see any reason why the NFL can't continue to push out good good quarterback play
1: yeah so definitely though i mean it's, it's gonna be cool to see these guys become household names though but one thing that i know for a fact that you probably know too all five of our guys on our list like at least one or two maybe three aren't like they won't live up to that though it's, it's, i don't think there's a possible way all five guys live up to that and for me it would probably be blake Borders or whoever or teddy b but you got to that's what I'm interested to see, like which guys won't pan out and which guys will.
0: I am curious to see how your your fringe guy, your number six guy. I want to see what happens to Garoppolo, whether it's next year, whether he starts for New England, because I believe Brady has two to four more years All right. in him.
1: I'm going to get the fine one more time before we leave, Tom. Here we go. I'm going to get the fine and I'm going to I'm going to start some some stuff. Jimmy Garoppolo will have a better career to personal wins. What?
0: Going. You're out of I'm your done. mind. He's out of his mind. He's done. Done. That's KB. The always defiant type of I dropped the mic, Tom. I dropped the mic. I'm Tom Jew. He's KB. This was (laughs) sports. Told black and white, baby, where there is no gray area. Come see us next time. We'll have more football talk as the NFL season gets red hot. Uh, Quick announcement, too. I got a job with the Atlanta Falcons, so I'll be moving to Atlanta. So my life and schedule might be a little crazy, but the show will continue to go on people thank you so much for listening hit us up on twitter at sports told b&w and we will see you here next time